Welcome back to Mixed Bag. I'm here with Isaac and Francesco. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello there. Uh, we're covering the April and May uh, video game releases of 2023. And let's start off with April. Uh, it was a very busy month. I started with a new uh, PlayStation Plus uh, day one release, Meet Your Maker. Have you tried that one? Uh, it came out on uh, April 4th. I I, I redeemed it, but I didn't have time yeah. to try it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it looked interesting, but watching the gameplay, it seemed like the sort of game where it would quickly devolve into like one meta setup that was like the best way to build your base. And then reading up reviews and stuff, that yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so like the best bases end up just being like a box full of traps that it's kind of a, no a nuisance to deal with. It's like an interesting idea, but. The balancing's a bit weird, from from what I've seen, anyway. Yeah, it also came out on PC, of course, and Xbox. Yeah, but when was the last um, like launch day release of a PS Plus game? Like, like I always forget which ones got that really. Only like, a few really take off, like Rocket League. Yeah, like Rocket League's the main one I think of, and then there's that other one that like first-person shooter that failed instantly even though that was a launch day ps plus thing <laughs> but yeah I yeah i think we even tried i guess fall one. guys 2 was successful <laughs> yeah. but he went yeah. down to be able to play i think it's doing all right now but yeah um yeah it like it looked interesting it's it definitely helps being on ps plus by default i can't remember if it has like cross-platform like bases because there's no like direct pvp or anything so like it seems like the sort of game that would Make it would make sense to have cross play in like the loosest sense because it's like a bit easier that way. But yeah, I'm not really sure how well it's nope. doing now. There's no cross play or cross progression That's right now. Weird because again, it's like there's no you don't like fight anybody else, so it's like it would literally just be like having all of the bases in like a central server. Kind of like um, Dragon Quest Builders 2 had it where you could view other people's like islands and stuff. Even mm -hmm. if they were on different consoles. So it's like, I figured it would kind of be like that, but I don't know. A bit weird. Maybe end the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the same, uh, same day, Road 96 Mile Zero released, the prequel for Road 96 from Digix Art. Have you guys played it? Came out for the same systems as Meteor Maker and also for Switch. I haven't even played the original. <laughs> like, all oh, right, <laughs> the, the, the first game. Yeah, I mean, either. I played both of them, and I like Road 96 a lot more, actually. It's a lot more fleshed out. This one is more like a rhythm game uh, <laughs> a prequel. Uh, pretty short. The writing is, again, great. Um, but I think the endings are very similar, so it's not really worthwhile playing it through several times. Even yeah. with different decisions, you get the same endings. Well, it was always going to be a bit of a weird one to, like for, like, it to be a prequel to Road 96 from what I know of that game like it just seemed a bit strange yeah one of both characters actually appears in Road 96 so her fate is actually pretty much set and it doesn't really change no matter what you do so yeah, yeah. when I interviewed the uh, developer he said like 24 different endings <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe there are some nuances there I mean it could be like the um, near Automata, where like a bunch of the endings are just like a few lines, and that's it. <laughs> a few, a few lines of text, or different outfits. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you, if you like the game and want to spend more time with the characters, there are also a lot of cameos of uh, the characters from the main game. You should try it. Uh, also some great music in there from The Offspring, for example. Yeah, but not another must uh, must play. EA Sports PGA Tour might be a must-play for golf fans. Have you guys tried that? <laughs> that came out on uh, April 7th? Again, that's a no. 
Yeah, I haven't touched a golf game in a long time. I think the last golf game I played was the PS4 Everybody's Golf, and like that's it. <laughs> well, mine was like in the PS2 era, but I tried this one, and it's very beginner friendly. Um, I think my last one was graphics the PGA on Tour 2K21, but yeah. Okay, yeah, that's way more recent. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. I haven't tried the online one yet. Uh, I need to practice a little more. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get beaten up by people that know how to play golf. Yeah. Yeah, the, the put, I think it's putting, right? When you're on the green, it's putting. Yeah. Put it. Yeah, uh, that's my main weakness. That's really difficult. Even when, when it tells you um, the height differences uh, and with all of the uh, help, help guidelines you have. Yeah, I need to uh, play it a little more. Um, Sherlock Holmes The Awakened finally came out. I think um, it had some delays. came out on April 11. I think it's a remake of a Wii game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because there was all the weird stuff with Frogwares, wasn't there? Or uh, was it Frogwares or like, there was the other company? It's Frogwares, yeah. No, it's just like the, the, the whole rights for uh, like the Sherlock Holmes games stuff. There was some weirdness that happened at some point, right? I don't, Probably I, I they be... made most of the recent Sherlock Holmes games. Yeah. And, um, they always seem kind of interesting, but it's not like a must-play for me. <laughs> Uh, from what I quickly read up, um, Frogware has filed several lawsuits against the original uh, publisher. Focus Home Entertainment? Yeah. I think yeah. it's Focu Home there, French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember reading up something going down with them at one point with like little for rights and other shenanigans. Yeah, I was wondering why it's self published. I didn't even know about that whole uh, Odyssey. A new Tron game came out on the same day. I didn't even know that for PC and Switch. Uh, it's a visual novel, Tron Identity. Yeah. Bittel <laughs> Games. Oh, that's Mike Bittel, right? Who did um, Thomas Was Alone? Yep. And um, Volume? I can't remember if it was announced during a Nintendo Direct or if it was announced before that. I just remember it popping up in a Nintendo Direct and being like, oh, that's a. And it's probably Bittel, not, not Bittel, right? Probably. <laughs> would, be, would be a nice name for a game developer. Bitter. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it sounded like it was like another pretty short game, but yeah, it sort of just released out of nowhere. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> yeah, Ghostwire Ghostwire Tokyo came out uh, the following day for Xbox Series X. I think it also hit Game Pass. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that was the day it came out on Game Pass as well, because it was like alongside a big-ish update. Yeah, the one-year exclusivity for PlayStation was over. Have you tried it on PC or Xbox? I was I was planning on playing it on PC, but like half the time I tried downloading it via the Xbox app, it was just like no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have to give it a try again because I was able to download Redfall. So I don't know how downloading a game that's smaller than that doesn't work. But... 
I definitely I want, want to try it at some point, though. Yeah, I hope my PC can run it. Lately, okay. the PC ports haven't been that great, but uh, that one, the PC port came out way earlier, right? Yeah, so the, the launch was out, yeah, alongside the PlayStation launch. It's just like it got added to Game Pass alongside the Xbox One. Which, yeah, yeah. which co coincided with like a bit of a, a somewhat big update that added some new stuff. Speaking of Game Pass, I hope it's on Game Pass. I'm not quite sure. Minecraft Legends, uh, also yeah, from yeah, Xbox Game Studios, of course. Uh, yeah, also um... multi-platform. Yeah, it it's not that good. It's, I don't know. It's it's like okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Like, it's like um, what was the name of the? I keep forgetting what the name of the dungeon crawler was. The the Minecraft dungeon crawler spinoff. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons. I've got it. Yeah, this is a very <laughs> simple name, but it's it's kind of got the same issues like Minecraft Dungeons, where it's like like a simplified take on the genre. And then it doesn't really like, do much with it. So it kind of like, kind of outstays its welcome pretty quick. It's like it works okay. It's like sort of a beginner game to it. It's like fine with like controller, but yeah. Well, there was also Minecraft Earth from the same developer uh, for That's Android cool. iOS. Okay, it's not around yeah, anymore. Minecraft Earth was, they did not exist for very long. <laughs> augmented mean? reality yeah i can guess why yeah it, it lasted for like a few years but then they covid happened and then they blamed it on that but i think the game's monetization was just messed up anyway so it just came in handy for them at that period of time um yeah. minecraft story mode was the last minecraft game that i played that was quite fun <laughs> <laughs> I did hear better things about the second season than the first, I think. I think it was that way around. I remember one of the seasons was kind of received a little better. I think they were equally great for me. It's not like Batman where the second season was way better. I think. <laughs> Keeper's Trip 2 came out. Uh, that's probably Chapin only. Yeah, the director's get. Yeah, so that's that's Japan only, but it's a bit of a weird one because basically they're releasing. It's like they released like a new route for like one of the main uh, one of like their main heroines, and like that that game's pretty old at this point. Like that game came out like nearly ten years ago. Yeah, history and Vita. Yeah, and then they ended up making uh, like an updated version with an extra route in it, which I think's like going to be DLC for like PC. But yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, it'll probably be DLC for PS4 as well. But yeah, it's like it's a strange one to do. But hey, why not? <laughs> I mean, I've heard better things about the second game than um, they they re-released the first one, which was originally a PSP game. They re-released it on like Switch and PC and stuff. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the like like poorest like remasters. I've, I've played in a while as well. Enough Duel came out uh, almost uh, oh, right. I think ten of months. Those, all those games, uh, I also played Tesla 2, I almost forgot. It's a very short game. Like, I completed it in three hours, but I heard people completed it even in uh, one hour and a half. But 
It's a decent really? Metroidvania. Yeah. It's really short, but... Uh, but it's, it's like it's fun. 30 euro, probably. That's not a full price I game, think it's right? 20 euro, 20. but yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But I think it sort of just got... Was it Tesla Grab 2? It was like it just got a shadow dropped uh, after the Nintendo Direct, I think it was, right? Alongside the remaster. I'm pretty sure it was like basically they, they announced it was releasing that day. On, when Probably a lot of Switch games came out of that day. Yeah, so it's like they, they basically just shadow, shadow dropped it. But no, I guess not shadow. Like, yeah, they, they dropped it without announcing beforehand that it was releasing that day. And then yeah. they also announced the remaster of the first game alongside it. Yeah, it was surprising uh, shadow drop. Yeah, I, I don't think it helped the game so much in the end. Probably not, yeah. It wasn't like um, Hi-Fi Rush, where it was like, oh, wow, this is kind yeah, of... Yeah, at least Hi-Fi Rush was an Xbox exclusive, so this one is just a multi-platform with Shadow Drop to for a niche game, so... Yeah, not even in like a main Nintendo Direct, which probably yeah. didn't help. Speaking of Shadow Drops, uh, on the same day, Sh Shadows of a Loathing uh, Shadow Drop for Nintendo Switch as well. It came out also on PC yeah, already. I need to play all of those eventually. I haven't... I played... Um... I played West of Loathing. Yeah, I played... Um, the MMO the, one? Yeah, I, I played a little bit of it like, on my browser ages ago. Good old Kingdom of Loathing, but I haven't played any of the uh, the games that came out after. It's like ones I want to pick up eventually, but I just, yeah, never got around to it. They keep, I'm surprised they keep releasing them so quick. <laughs> they, they seem to be coming out at a decent pace. Well, uh, it's not the graphics that take a long time, probably, to make. Yeah, it's more, more of a focus on like the writing and stuff. Yeah, uh, West of Rolling was pretty funny uh, and uh, quite good uh, RPG system and combat system. Yeah, Speaking of good combat system, DNF Duel came out for Nintendo Switch <laughs> <laughs> 10 months yeah. after the initial release Another for Switch. One where probably just them trying to get it to like run at 60 consistently. Kind of like how it took, I'm pretty sure it took a little bit for um, Dragon Quest Fighters to uh, come out on their Switch compared to the other versions. It, it's probably easier for them to bring those over with like the simpler graphic style. Like it's obviously still like pretty good graphics and stuff, but like it's not like Gilly Gear Strive, which I don't think will ever come out on Switch. <laughs> well, apparently the characters are pretty blurry in this version and there's no rollback netcode. Yeah, because that's the thing. So for rollback, it does require a bit more, like, 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 have, it does increase like the like system requirements a bit. So for like two D stuff, it's not too bad. Although it kind of gets bad if you're trying to like implement it into a game that already launched, rather than like you know have it be available at launch. But yeah, for like more intensive games, the the Switch just doesn't get rollback. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not too surprising though. It's like, especially since like if you're playing on Switch, you're gonna end up running into a lot of people that are playing via Wi-Fi and stuff anyway, because <laughs> mm. like the the like the standard Switch not having and it's gonna be cursed. Yeah, playing people in Wi-Fi. It's like the standard Switch doesn't like the dock doesn't even have an Ethernet port. It's only in like the OLED dock that that has uh, the Ethernet port built in by default. So a lot of people just yeah. Even if they would plan on using Ethernet, they'd also have to buy an adapter for it if they're not using the OLED dock. So it's not, not hasn't it been the same game. for the Wii and the Wii U? Pretty I mean, much. The Wii U Wii... probably had uh, LAN, right? Ethernet. I'm pretty sure they both. We had... didn't. We didn't have a LAN. We didn't. I know because I had the adapter. 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah you're do right. They keep yeah. doing that. Hopefully, for the next console, they will have Ethernet. Yeah, ideally. And I but... think for Wii U, the Wii adapter was also compatible, and they just used that one. So, yeah, yeah, I forgot. But yeah, so like the, the yeah the OLED dock has has it built in finally, but it's yeah a bit of a it's the Switch is not not the best place for online anyway, especially not like one v one like. But is it yeah. a good? place for a tactical uh, turn-based strategy game like at once yeah. was one and two a reboot camp that came out on april 20 uh, 21st finally came out <laughs> i still haven't received it amazon france where i pre-ordered it in 2021 when it was cheap uh, still hasn't shipped it they're probably waiting for you to cancel it and pre-order yeah. it at a price <laughs> yeah it's good that finally came out and yeah that's that's the sort of game that works well in like anything when it comes to multiplayer because I don't know what online modes it supports, but I remember like some games ages ago used to have it where, for like for games like that, you do your turn like, even if the other person wasn't like online or anything, you could still like do your turn because it's like it didn't matter if the other person was there. So like you could do your turn, and then when that person came back, they'd see what you did, and then they could do theirs. So it's like it's the sort of game that doesn't rely too much on a decent internet connection as long as you're not disconnecting entirely. But yeah, they're pretty cool. I do wonder if they'll do any more re-releases of Advance Wars, because there was, um... I, I always forget the name of it. Yes, one, right? Dual yeah. Strike? Oh, the Dual Strike, yeah. They, it would be interesting to see if they do that, because that game had the whole, you know, dual screens thing that they'd have to try and adapt. I guess it could work, but it'd be a bit of an awkward one, because it's like, it was like dual screens, so you could be playing on, like, two different maps at the same time. But no, like, um... A conflict? Uh, what was it, sorry? Uh, Dark Conflict? Yeah, so that, that was the one I was thinking of. Because, um, like, Dark Conflict didn't come out. Um, it, it, got, it came out, but, like, it, it didn't, like, get that many copies printed when it came out. And, like, I, I think especially in America. And I think the Japanese release pretty much didn't happen outside of, like, a special release. So like I feel like if they were gonna yeah, it was redo canceled. another one, but it came out for three DS and Japan only. As like a weird yeah. So Five years I, later, Days of Ruin was a very um, weird one because it was like a little bit darker and stuff, but it was still like the gameplay was still pretty familiar. Like I feel like that one would do pretty well if they um, remade it now. But it, it it's a weird one because like Advance Wars in Japan, like I don't think it. I can't remember how um, one and two, the the reboot camp. I don't even remember if it came out physically in Japan. I think there was some weirdness when it came to it, like releasing in Japan, because like the series actually doesn't do that well in Japan. It's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, yeah the, the setting camp. is very westernized, right? So maybe it doesn't appeal to Japanese audiences so much. Maybe, well, because it's that on the Famicom and stuff. So it's like it's obviously been in Japan for a while, but then it seems yeah, it seems to have done better in the West overall. But yeah, Re Reboot Camp Strange just isn't releasing in Japan. Just <laughs> a bit of a weird one, but yeah, it looks cool. I'll probably pick it up eventually. But uh, if I'm going to be buying a tactical game for the Switch, I'm probably going to pick up Fire Emblem Engage first, <laughs> which I still haven't picked up yet. It's interesting that WayForward developed the port. They're not usually ones to do a lot of ports for Nintendo, I think. Well, it's because it's sort of a... 
remake. Sort yeah, of it's pretty much a remake. Yeah, you also have the map editor, right? Yeah, like, I, I like that they brought the whole map editor stuff in again. But they, oh, yeah, was but it in the original already? I always forget because it was in the DS one. But I always forget if it was in the uh, the Game Boy Advance ones because I, I started with Jewel Strike, so I always forget what the Game Boy Advance ones were mm. like. But now, like WayForward, do, does a fair bit. They do some stuff in like when uh, working with some other companies because I like, remember the the Bakugan game where like people were like hyping up that one surprise direct to be something big, and then it turned out to be Bakugan. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was an interesting announcement. And yeah, they they work on uh, they work on a fair bit. Where way forward overall. Yeah, maybe we will see some new Shantae games on the new console generation. Maybe. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really hear too much about Seven Sirens because it's like it was like first on Apple Arcade and then it sort of just released eventually on other stuff and it was just like eh. it just it didn't seem to get that much hype compared to some of the older ones. Yeah, I completely missed that one, actually. Yeah, it just sort of released. Because it was like another one where it was like two parts on Apple Arcade. It was like Fantasia and stuff did that too. And then like the full thing released on consoles and PC and just sort of happened. <laughs> yeah, speaking of interesting announcements, uh, 10 years ago Dead Island 2 was announced by a completely different studio. Then it changed, I think, two times. And then yeah. Dambuster Studios developed a pretty good first-person shooter, or yeah. a light RPG. Yeah. Apparently, surprisingly good. Yeah, so Dead Island 2, it's it's like a solid 6 out of 10 game, where it's like, it has issues, it's a bit repetitive, but it's yeah, still pretty that's... fun, and it's like, it turned out way better than it probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad, but it's not great. <laughs> Exactly. It's just, it's, it's just fun. It's the sort of game where it's like, if you can pick it up for super cheap next year, it'd be worth it. Now, it obviously has co-op and stuff too, uh, as long as you're not both playing on a base PS4 or Xbox One. Because yeah, but they want to update games. that, yeah. They, they want to update it. Will they But do let's it? see if they do. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's pretty fun. There's going to be some DLC coming out. It needs the DLC because the game kind of isn't still finished technically. Not really. Like, you can definitely still feel that the game went through development hell, but it's it's fun. It, that's the thing. It's still fun at the end of the day. It was kind of announced that you would play in LA and San Francisco, but I kind of missed the San Francisco part, I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. LA. The marketing pretty much um, told it. Story. Yeah, they 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 forgot the, the name of the game at some point. Can't, can't be on an island <laughs> for the Dead Island game. That's that's still the funny thing. It's just like, where's the island gone? Where's Ireland? But yeah, it's still pretty fun considering uh, everything that went wrong with it. <laughs> yeah.
Z-Beasts came out on the 26th, PC only. Yeah, I it's think you guys have played it, maybe? I've downloaded it. I haven't been able to play it yet, but I have been following along with it. It's, um, yeah, it's been well-received, like, surprisingly so. I think it probably helps that it's, like, doing some different things with the whole monster-collecting genre. Like, I, th that's, I think that's one thing. It kind of brings in the whole, like, the, the one thing that's been getting popular for a while, for a bit with Pokemon, is the whole, like, fusion stuff. Where, like, people are making, like, fan games and stuff where you can fuse Pokemon together. So, like, Cassette Beasts, like, has that as a thing built into it. With like nice. using the different cassette beasts together, it just yeah, it looks pretty fun. It'll definitely be coming to consoles eventually. It's just one of those ones where it's you know small indie team. Get it out on PC first before trying to think of the other versions. And yeah, Game Pass will probably help that out too. But it still seems to have sold decently on like Steam and stuff, despite you know being a Game Pass game. So yeah, it seems to have done well. It'll probably get some support post launch. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to playing it at some point. Yeah, on the, on the same day, we also got Honkai Star Rail. Which uh, kind of blew up, <laughs> unsurprisingly, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Um, it's actually pretty fun, so... Yeah, so it's like, instead of the open world stuff that I wasn't really a fan of in Genshin Impact, it's more of just like a more standard-ish... Yeah, like, it's a role-playing, like, like uh, turn-based game. Yeah, which is more of my style, like yeah. being a mobile and free to play. Like you can just chill and do probably stuff probably helps with base. system requirements too. With having that too, yeah, it, it also helps being more optimized. Yeah, and it, it looks great even fun. on lower end phones. Yeah, and PCs. The, there's a lot more like humor and stuff, and like lots of little side events and stuff. You find. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly, I think a lot. It feels like a high quality shit post at times. Like, yeah, I'm like exaggerating. They <laughs> like it's another one where it has like the silent protagonist, but like they have voiced like thoughts and stuff, and like a lot of the dialogue options are fun, and then there's like lots of like little like unmarked like well not they're not marked like quest marks or anything like little side events and like things you can mess around yeah there's, there's times where you can just choose like the wrong option just to see what the reactions would be like yeah and it's <laughs> it's just it's, it still it's goes on fun. but you can do that <laughs> yeah it's just like looking through trash cans and stuff <laughs> but it's you it's can just, even yeah. get a profile picture of a trash can yeah <laughs> it's it's just it's fun it is a, at the end of the day it is a gacha game so it's kind of like that is kind of a sour point, and it's like if you don't want to play a gacha game, it's it's like you could probably enjoy the story, but like the gacha is still there, <laughs> and a lot it's of still, the other but stuff. you can enjoy the story with a free to play team, so that's cool. Yeah, it, it definitely feels it doesn't feel as badly hurt by the gacha stuff as Genshin did to me when I was playing it a little bit because, like, in that yeah, game, it, it feels less aggressive so far. Like, yeah. if you get the better characters, that's great. You can enjoy them, you can have more fun, but you can still do everything with the free-to-play team. From what I gather. Yeah. We shall um... see if it stays that way the longer we go, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Um... Interesting to see how it goes, like, in a few months' time, but there's enough there to have fun for a good amount of time without spending any money. Don't spend any money on gacha games. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the day after had quite a few game releases, huh? 
Definitely. Uh, yeah, Plot Twist uh, released The Last Case of Benedict Fox together with Rogue Games. Uh, it's a Game Pass title. Yeah. PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS. It's a Metroidvania. Um, yeah, it's if you play the demo, you already know what you're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the it... combat is, is a little sluggish. Uh, the story uh, is a bit uninteresting, I found. And yeah, the upgrade system is surprisingly, uh, uh, yeah, it uh, doesn't have a lot of content actually. So you, you quickly leveled up uh, pretty high and feel like you've seen everything within a few hours. Yeah, it definitely seems like there's potential, but yeah, a bit wonky. It wasn't like really fully realized. But yeah, it's on yep. Game Pass. <laughs> mm. And a game that is not on Game Pass, but probably on EA Play Pro, most likely. Um, it's Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Came out for PC, PS5, Xbox Series S and X. Um, thankfully, it has been uh, fully developed after the fact, now that we talk about it. But <laughs> when it came out, it was pretty messy. I played it on PS5, and there was not really a day one patch. But now, uh, in 1.03... The PC version is still it's messy. Fine. Oh. Yeah. They they released that weird statement where they're like a percentage of players are having issues. Right. Like I mean that's technically true. A, a pretty high percentage. Yeah, it's like a, a percentage between like one and one hundred. It's like hmm. But, but on PS Five, um, the performance mode never hit really si or occasionally hit sixty, but was more like thirty five. And now it really uses VRR. Uh, I notice it because now I see the actual frame rate on my PC uh, or my TV, and uh, it's like uh, fifty uh, to sixty. Occasionally drops into thirties uh, when there's a lot going on. Still, uh, but yeah, it's way better than at release. Fully playable there. Yeah, I still need to um, play the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it yet, but um, yeah, the first yeah. one is more like a Souls-like. Uh, I played the first one actually more than Trader Survivor so far, uh, but yeah, it got a little too uh, frustrating for me. <laughs> this one is more uh, streamlined. It feels like so more my kind of taste. Yeah, if, if you uh, have missed a good Star Wars campaign, you should definitely try that. Yeah, it's definitely one to get on the list, because I, I do own the first one. It's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> never, never played it. Uh, the most recent Game Pass release probably is Redfall, that came out on May 2nd. Oh, um, we haven't tried it yet, but we will probably know why if you followed the news I've recently. I've played, like, half of it. I think. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm not. I don't know how long it is, but I've, I played a bit, and I yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on with it. <laughs> I've definitely played worse, but like, it doesn't. It does not feel right. There's. It's just there's something off about pretty much everything <laughs> with it, and I. I just kind of wonder when when they originally announced the big delay. I wonder what it looked like back then, <laughs> because it feels like they had to pivot at some point, like that, and with how they were designing the game, and then they just couldn't 
fully realize what they were going to be doing with it by the time they had to launch it. Kind of like No Man's Sky. Yeah, but probably worse. <laughs> oh. It, like, it feels like with No Man's Sky, they probably mostly released it how they thought, but then like the marketing and stuff kind of got in the way. But like, and eventually they got there. And eventually they got there and further, yeah. But Redfall, I don't know if it could ever really be good. Like, you could probably still have fun with it, maybe. And it being on Game Pass definitely helps. But it's just, every part of it just doesn't feel right. There's, like, always something weird going on. Like, a lot of the abilities and stuff feel pointless. The AI is terrible. The maps are weird. Like... There's also the part where there's like more than one map, but then when you progress the story to go to the next map, you can't go back to the old map, and there's no reason for it. They just straight up cut you out of the old map forever, and it it just oh feels strange. Like there's there's no real justification given for it. But then the actual areas are quite empty, and it's just all a bit off really and it doesn't help i'm playing it on pc too so the performance is terrible i mean i suppose even on uh, xbox series you're locked to 30 fps which is kind of rough considering the game doesn't even look that impressive like it doesn't look better than like the dishonored games or prey or deathloop like i mean deathloop i think had pc issues uh, pc port issues to start with too but yeah, it's just very strange. But I played worse at the same time. <laughs> but it, yeah, it does make me wonder what the game could have been like, but we will never see that at this point, because even though they said they were going to update it a lot, I, I don't think it's going to get that much support in the end now. It's just going to get sort of written off, and everybody's just going to hope that Starfield turns out right. <laughs> When I first saw it, it reminded me of Back for Blood. Is it kind of similar? No. It it probably should have had like a mission based like a thing where you like, you know, you go into a mission, you just start through like a linear thing rather than what they've done now, where it's like it's not really like open world, but like you, you can just wander around the entire like maps or the map that you're in. But like there's never any reason to do that. Because there's like a few collectibles, and if you collect enough, you get some buffs and stuff. But it's just like there's like that and loot and stuff. But it feels like it probably would have been better if it was something like Back for Blood or Left for Dead, where it was just you select a mission and you you do the mission, and like yeah, they, they took out all the looting and stuff entirely. I know I know Back for Blood had the card stuff anyway and stuff, but it feels like the worst of both of like like a mission based thing and an open world thing. It doesn't really do either right. And even um, that in 2021 already ran in uh, 4K 60 FPS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's weird because like you know from what I've heard, so like in single player you don't get like, any of the benefits of like the abilities that like buff your allies and stuff. But then if you play multiplayer, from what I've heard, only the host pro- gets story progression and stuff. So it's like oh, the no. game doesn't feel built mm. for single player or multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> either so it's just, it's just another very weird thing it's like stuff like that and like for some reason like quests they don't auto like show a marker so it's like the game the game if you go on the map the game shows you where you need to go and you can put a custom marker on it and then it will show in like the hood and stuff but why not just have it auto show at that point 
it's like just a bunch of weird little things and like more major things like that. It's it just feels very messy. I'm not really sure why it turned out the way it did, but it did. <laughs> Bit of a shame, really, but oh well. Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> it is Hogwarts. Uh, thank you for waking me up with the word, with the magic word. <laughs> <laughs> Did Hogwarts Legacy actually came out for previous gen consoles today? Because on Metacritic, yeah, there's nothing. Just okay. Yeah. Maybe it takes some days until they get added the reviews, or with nobody reviewed it. For it because it's I'm like... not sure if it's gonna get reviewed unless people will buy it. Or... Yeah, like maybe maybe some will show up on Open Critic, but yeah, it's like it's a late last gen release. And it's not it's not like it's a late switch release where there might have been some reviews and stuff, so it just sort of like I'm still surprised they went through with them those versions to be honest. Like Yeah. Apparently really it runs in uh full HD on PS4 Pro at least. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not too surprising if it runs at like thirty or lower. <laughs> And you can even unlock the frame rate to get up to 60 FPS indoors. Oh, yeah, it's probably one of those ones where you don't want to unlock it, though. Because yeah. it'll just be all over the place. Right. But, yeah, it, uh, they, they, they did it. Uh, it's not like um, Marvel Midnight Suns, where it was supposed to be coming out on Switch, and then they uh, quietly uh, cancelled the Switch version. <laughs> so that's not happening anymore. But, yeah. Um... Interesting that they still went through with it in the end. Yep. Uh, speaking of Marvel's Midnight Suns, that comes out on PS4 and Xbox One on the 11th. And yeah. a day later. Sorry. No, it's just, I think they announced it via. Um, it was like via a blog post about the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions. They, they just had like one little line saying that the Switch version was no longer happening. <laughs> But, yeah. Yeah, a day later we will get probably one of the biggest games of the year, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Or Breath of the Wild 2. Definitely the biggest game of the year. Uh, <laughs> definitely the biggest game of the month. But, yeah, but will definitely be one of the biggest games of the year, too. And it might also blow up a bunch of people's Switches because it can't run. <laughs> it definitely. definitely looks like it's kind of pushing the Switch a bit more again. Which, considering Breath of the Wild was already doing that, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if the game kind of uh... supports handheld mode. <laughs> yeah, handheld mode's going to be interesting because it was it was weird with Breath of the Wild where like handheld and docked like ran into like different issues at different parts. But yeah, I, I am interested to see how it runs considering there's a lot of parts where you're going to be like in the sky and like sky islands and stuff. So like. The game like has to render more of the like you you'll be able to like see more of the environment at times like all of the stuff down below. So it's like it's got and it's you can be... match objects together to create your own vehicles, right? So that yeah. Must so be the money I, I was part. looking at a little bit on previews and stuff of that. From the sounds of it, you can take the parts and stuff with you. So you could literally just like fill your inventory with like parts and then build stuff on nice. the fly. Like you, you don't. It's not just like you run into a literally in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I think flying vehicles are definitely going to be an interesting part of it because we know they're a thing. But it's yeah, because I, I I was half expecting it to be you'd run into like piles of parts and stuff, and you could kind of build stuff there, whatever. But yeah, it would be still like slightly limited by only being able to run into them at the, like every now and then. But yeah, you can just straight up just 
keep the parts in your inventory and like if you need to build something you just throw them out and build it like it, it looks cool it's kind of like um you know like i've seen a lot of people already mentioned like banjo kazooie nuts and bolts but like done it a little better like that game it was kind of a bit weird with how it was implemented but here there's a bit more like creativity and like doing stuff on the fly and like all the weird stuff with combining weapons and stuff like that it looks cool. Um, I never actually ended up fully playing the first one. I basically just watched other people play it and like watched all the weird stuff speedrunners were doing. But I'm probably going to play this one at launch. <laughs> just to see what it's like. Yeah, I, I never finished well. the first one as well. <laughs> I just started it on Wii U, then played it all over again on Switch. Yeah. And stopped at some point. <laughs> it's interesting, the timing again. Uh, already the timing of the initial title announcement was kind of difficult and now with the coronation coming up this weekend <laughs> <laughs> well that wasn't that why like wasn't the name of it why they didn't air that nintendo direct in the right Europe? yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid oh dear but um yeah I'm looking nintendo cares yeah <laughs> about pointless things that nobody really would care about So we also get a Lego 2K drive on the 19th, just a week later, when people are still, most of the gamers <laughs> will still play Zelda, of course. But uh, it's also coming to Switch and all of the other consoles. Very weird. Pretty much everyone. Yeah. A bit of a... It it's like... the developer of the WWE games, right? Visual concepts? I think. Uh, yes. Visual yeah. concepts, so yeah. It's like same. NBA and stuff, yeah. But um, it just sort of, it feels like it kind of is just releasing and there isn't really that much interest in it. Kind of like, um, there was that Disney racing game that happened at one point. Uh, I, I don't remember the name of it. I think it had Storm in the name. Disney but Speedstorm, you mean? Yeah, right. Speedstorm. Yeah. Um, this one already like... has a couple of um, season passes announced. <laughs> yeah, like four or something. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, it it just sort of feels like it's coming out and like there isn't really that much hype for it or anything. It's just sort of happening. But yeah, a bit, bit of a weird one. Yeah, no previous so far that I found. No one yeah, played probably. it. Yeah, like maybe even review codes aren't out for it or anything yet. So it's like, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what that one turns out to be like. I kind of like the arcade races and stuff, but. Yeah, but this I mean, one is more open world, so yeah. it's like Forza and Lego. Kind Could of, well, it's like it's like Forza and Lego, but more like it's like it actually find its own thing rather than like the, the Lego DLC for Forza. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's 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 gonna release, and it's just like I don't think it's really gonna attract too much attention. It sort of feels like it's just happening. I I would have been more interested if they'd done like a. Like sort of like a more Mario Kart-ish one, like the old uh, Lego Racer games. But yeah, bit of a weird one. Keep forgetting it exists. <laughs> and yeah, we were talking already about cassette beasts. It's actually coming to Switch, Xbox One, and Series X and S on the twenty fifth of May. Oh uh, yeah, I f I I completely forgot because there's like a few others where pretty much like... everyone forgot. I think. Yeah, well, it's just trying to keep track of stuff because, like, a lot of them, it's like they have it be a delayed re release to consoles, and then some others, it's um, 
Like, they're planning on doing console version, but they don't have a release date for it yet. It's like, um, one, uh, like uh, late last month, I forgot to mention, late last month, uh, Roots of Patcher released, which is like a indie farming thing, and it's doing pretty well. But like, there's no console release date announced yet. But it will happen, so it's like, mm. it, it gets really hard to keep track of release dates, especially when they're like split like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, split release dates, actually I also forgot one, Tin Hearts came out on the April 20th for Switch and on May 16th for PC and Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, you can see a video of that on our YouTube channel, uh, comparing the PC and Switch versions. Uh, Switch looks a lot worse, of course, but it's still <laughs> playable, manageable. Yeah, it's a it's a fun uh, puzzle game. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. I like the visual style. I think in VR it would make much more uh, sense. So uh, hopefully um, we get a PSVR two at some point in time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll release more games for the. Maybe somebody will figure out how to get it to work with PC, and then I might buy one. Uh, I think it's it's coming to PC VR as well. Yeah. Or, or do you mean the PSVR two, um, PSVR 2. Uh, with PC support? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. If if, PS, if, some, if people figure out how to get it to work with PC, like how it got figured out for the first PSVR, it's kind of tempting to pick one up. But as something that locked to the PS five, I'm not that interested. Yeah, but then you're reliant on community updates and drivers oh, yeah, for, sure. for each game. That's kind of difficult too. Probably. Yeah. Well, it, like ideally, it would be like spoofing like another. Like VR headset, like I can't remember how it worked for PSVR really, for PC because obviously it wasn't official for that either. But yeah, who why, knows? Why, why would you use PSVR one with PC with that horrible resolution? <laughs> it's more just for the case if you already owned it. It's like, hey, right. you could use it on PC too. But yeah. And same days, because that piece is Lord of the Rings Golem finally releasing. Hopefully, unless it gets a delay again. <laughs> yeah. Still don't know much about it, really. It just sort no. of... You, you play but, as Gollum. But but in what uh, timeline is it set? Uh, in what point in time in the yeah. Lord of the Rings saga? I mean, b before the movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, eight years before the War of the Rings. So, basically, yeah. Like, a few years before the books and the, the movies. But... I just know it's sort of like a action adventure thing, probably a bigger focus on stealth than anything else. I don't know. It's a bit of a strange game, really. <laughs> it's like when when you think of like Lord of the Rings, like is the first character you think of that you want to play as Gollum? Gollum, of course. <laughs> Maybe it plays a bit like the Batman Arkham games. We've been wanting the new <laughs> Arkham. It's it's gonna have the same combat system <laughs> with Gollum <laughs> flipping around. Yeah, a bit of a weird one. Could be interesting, but just, yeah, yeah a, a bit strange. And kept getting delayed and whatnot. Speaking of delays, System Shock got delayed a lot as well. It's apparently finally coming Hopefully out. coming out. <laughs> on May 30th. Yeah. Only for PC for now. Uh, the yeah. demo is quite fun. It's, yeah, short. like, it's, it's interesting to see what they've done compared to the original, because the original is pretty old at this point, but yeah, yeah. it looks great. Uh, the environments are really yeah. full of details. A lot of retro consoles, to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one to see how the full game turns out, because like you said, the demo was quite short. And like, Yeah, Ex Exos liked it, but um, he was a bit distracted with all of the retro consoles standing around. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, it definitely has potential. I uh, Yeah, whether it turns out to be good or not is another question entirely, because like all the delays and stuff make me think that even when it launches, it probably still could have done with more delays. It happens a lot with a lot of like those games that get delayed all the time. It's like they eventually come out, but they probably could have been delayed even more <laughs> because they kind of release in a bit of a wonky state. So I kind of wonder if they're just sort of releasing it because it's all content complete, but still a bit wonky, like performance and like bugs wise and stuff. Yeah, we, we thought that about Dead, Late, uh, Dead, I sorry, Dead Island 2, and it's basically the same publisher, so it could be fine. Yeah, wait, is it there? Like, wasn't there some stuff that went down with... I don't think it's the same public... Oh, yeah, no, it is, yeah, because of... Yeah, it's basically PlayOn or Koch Media. Well, yeah, yeah, PlayOn did announce that they were uh, getting rid of some of the, uh, like, names and stuff recently, so, like, they won't be publishing anything under, like, Deep Silver anymore or anything. Like, they're finally... It's like, just going to be PlayOn <laughs> for everything. I, I think now it's Prime Matter for this one. To make it more complicated. Yeah, but like, they they announced it was like it was I think literally today that PlayOn announced that they're restructuring. So yeah, uh, Deep Silver, Prime Matter, and Raven's Court will just be they'll, they'll they won't use those names or anything anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that was literally I think like a few hours ago. So it's like yeah, they're they're gonna probably hopefully make things less confusing when they publish things under like multiple different names. Yeah, and so that label Primata was very short-lived. Yeah. I remember they announced like 15 games. I don't know how many really came out so far. Yeah. But um, yeah, System Shock will be interesting. Uh, will it be good? I don't know. But it has potential to be good. And yeah, it'd be nice if it does turn out well, because again, it's unlike System Shock 2, the first one's a bit rough to get into, even if you download like community patches and stuff. Uh, which one was made by the Bioshock developer by Ken Levine? Was that the first one or the second one? I'm pretty sure it was the second one, but I lose track of this. And then Bioshock Two also was developed by another studio. So yeah, yeah. complicated history there. Fun times, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I I think I I I am interested to see how some of this stuff later on in the game turns out. Versus the first one, so it's like System Shock Two had some weird stuff going on later on as well. But yeah, um, yeah, definitely interesting to see how it turns out. I, it, it could be a bit rough. It could be amazing. It's actually probably going to release though. <laughs> well, unless it, again, there's still time. They could still announce another delay. It wouldn't actually be even that surprising. No. I suppose they could pull pull a Dead Island too, where they actually bring the date forward for some reason. Yeah, but yeah, uh, could be a sleeper hit, could be a mess, could be a bit of both. Yeah, another thing that's going on right now is a Ludo. Uh, oh, what was the photo? Ludo Nera? No. God. Uh, on Steam right now, it's like a demo festival for narrative games. Um, so, Neracon, uh, 
with uh, 38 demos. Um, the new game from Don't Not, for example, has a world premiere there, so you can check that out. That's coming out in June, so we won't be talking about it uh, this podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll also do some videos on the demos. Yeah, I think um, the uh, Demon School was one of them that got a demo for this, which kind of looks interesting. It's like a RPG. We're in school with demons. If you... <laughs> mm. But yeah, I, I definitely do need to look through what's uh, available. But like, Demon School is the only one I knew of because I'm actually like following the Twitter for that one. Uh, there's uh, the Invincible as well. Um, is that the new game by the uh, by Telltale, the former Telltale, Telltale developers? I uh, know. Uh, sorry, uh, Eleven Bit Studios. Uh, so they also made this War of Mine. But I guess it's developed by Star Wars Industries. Okay, yeah. Got to keep track of everything. Right. Yeah. I knew it because, like, um, some of, like, they have some games on sale as well for the event. Some that already came out. I'm going to need the Fall of Reverie as the new game from Don't Not. I think it's coming out on June 16th, they announced recently. June 8th. June something or other. Yeah, I think June 8th. And yeah, a couple of demos that have been on uh, several expos, uh, but are uh, the first time available digitally, like Demon School, uh, Demon School or Paper Ghost yeah. Stories, or Sucker for Love, Date to Die for. I'm not sure if they're like exactly the same as what they used for the like expos and stuff. Wouldn't yeah, some some demos are different, but it's like one or two only. Yeah. I tried a little bit of Mythwrecked Ambrosia Island. It feels very weird. Uh, it's like a point-and-click adventure and visual novel with uh, Greek go uh, Greek um, gods. You're shipwrecked on an island with uh, Greek gods. Nice. The visual style for that one's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. The dialogue is a bit weird, but I only played like the first 10 minutes because then I got stuck <laughs> in the environment. But yeah, they probably patched that. Maybe, yeah. Because but it was like, a pre-release demo. Yeah, like the the thing with demos is it's like since they have to like make the de like it's not just as simple as like cutting a bit out and calling it a day from like the the, the development version. They usually have to like make them kind of not from like from scratch, but they have to put a bit of work into them. So it's like a lot of the time it's not really worth fixing bugs and stuff. It's it's also the reason why a lot of the time demos are like limited time. Or are quite different than the full game, like Cyberpunk. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's more just like, yeah, sometimes they will be different because it's like, if they're making the demo, a lot of the time it's like, it's being made alongside the game, so by the time the demo is finished, the game itself's already been brought farther, further ahead. It's kind of partly the reason why the de a lot of the time now on PC, demos are only like limited time, because they don't want to keep them up and they have it be like not representative of what the actual game's going to be like by the time it's finished yeah it's like why a lot of the time the demos disappear close to launch for games as well now if they don't if they're not just like limited time for like a steam event but i, I do get it but it's all it is nice when there is a demo available for stuff yeah i'm looking forward to trying goodbye with kind of high uh, it's also another june release june 15th yeah, a lot uh, coming out that month yeah and planet of lana is also coming in june it also has a demo 
Fun times. Friends of Dana seems interesting. Yeah, it's like a, a Ghibli movie uh, as a chapter. Kind of like a limbo mixed with Ghibli. That's what it felt like to me. Hmm. Child's gonna get killed in multiple different ways. Yeah, it can be pretty brutal. So yeah, that's it for me. Um, yeah. Apart from Zelda, not that much. Yeah. But after the busy April, um, that's not too bad. Yeah, there's like there's some like smaller games I'm kind of interested in, but like one of them's Dokopan Kingdom Connect, which is like a port of a PS2 game. It's like it's sort of like a digital board game with like lots of RNG and shenanigans going on. Like, uh, and developed by Sting. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit bit weird to see their name attached to something nowadays. Oh, oh no, I was thinking about the singer. It's a different <laughs> company. But yeah, it's like, I don't think any version of Dokopan Kingdom... Oh no, I think the Wii version came out in Europe, but it was probably one of those ones that they, they released like two copies for it, and then that was it. But, oh, I uh, actually played a, a Sting game, I think, uh, but I can't really pronounce it. Uh, Utawarimono? Yeah, Utawarimono. Thank you. That name as well. Also known yeah. as the impronounceable Japanese game. That's <laughs> why they went with like Monochrome Mobius for the, the latest one. <laughs> it's easier to say. But um yeah. Um Dokuban Kingdom. It's like it's like a fun um multiplayer like digital board game style thing. Definitely not a game to play on your own, but fun co op and obviously should still have local co op and whatnot. And online this time, so Cool to see it getting a re-release, because again, I'm pretty sure the Wii version, there was only like two copies available in Europe. <laughs> I don't want to look up on eBay for the price of it, let's just say that much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but a bunch of small releases here and there, but Tears of the Kingdom, like, right in the middle of May. <laughs> yeah. Darkest Dungeon 2 also coming out on the 8th. Yeah, the, the full release of that, alongside Steam... Because it's it's like another one where it's only on Epic during its like early access phase. Right. Then it's like coming to Steam for the 1.0 launch. Bit of a weird one considering it, it's like it's like Dead Island 2, where it's a sequel to the game where it's like you you were in a dark dungeon, uh, you in dark dungeons for the first game, and then the second one you're you're not in a dungeon at all. <laughs> <laughs> like the, don't don't worry about the names. Fine, those those dungeons in the first games. So don't worry about it. Yeah. This is not like Goat Simulator where they just skip a number completely for no reason. Just to confuse people. Yeah. So, yeah, Amnesia the Bunker. Um, so, Amnesia series has like, uh, I think it's the third game in the series. The second was not that well received, a machine for picks. Never played that one. Yeah. It's, uh, well, the first one had the benefit of like, all of like the you know like the the big like the YouTubers like blowing it up a bit, and then like the second yeah. sort of happened and kind of didn't really. Oh, actually, there was a third the rebirth. I completely missed that one. Twenty twenty. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I, they still do well, but I don't think any of them are really going to catch on like uh, the Dark Descent did. 
Yeah, not a lot of horror games coming out these days, apart from Man of My Downfall Switch. Came out yesterday. 24 FPS. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, it's like in the, the description, it's like, this game runs at 24 FPS. So cinematic. I wonder if we can even hit that on the Switch. Maybe in the VRR model. <laughs> So yeah, um, that's it for May. Yeah, I'll it's be you... a decent month, but yeah. There are some interesting games for you. Uh, thank you for listening, and see you next time. See you guys. See you next time.